How do you build a highly successful, kind company? I built an eight-figure global sustainable brand by the age of 28, and now I'm building Kind Community into a portfolio that helps create a healthier and more sustainable future. In this podcast, I share the many failures and lessons I've learned in scaling my own purpose-driven brand, working alongside the largest, most recognizable brands in the world, and helping you do the same. So if you're interested in kind leadership and making this sustainable, attainable, and accessible, this is for you. So, hi and welcome to the first episode of the Kind Co. Sustainability Podcast. I'm the, your host, Gianna Velli, and today on the show, I've got Bilal Barty from PaperTel. Uh, PaperTel has developed a tech solution built on the blockchain to provide consumers with transparency throughout the complete supply chain on their favorite fashion items. So thank you, Bilal. Thank you. Uh, welcome. Thank you so much, Jenner, for inviting me and uh, giving this opportunity. I'm uh, I'm excited. Fantastic. I've I've got to say when I, when I discovered what you're up to, I instantly needed to get you on the show and wanted to really have you share your remarkable story with our listeners. So, firstly, t- tell me a bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Bilal, uh, founder of Papertail. I'm a textile engineer, and uh, I. Uh, I was uh, lucky enough to be a gold medalist uh, from Pakistan where I got my engineering degree. And uh, then I moved to Sweden with a lot of dreams. And uh, uh, I did my master's uh, from one of the best universities uh, uh, in Boros, which is a small town in Sweden. And uh, I thought I'll just uh, get a great job and I'll settle. Uh, And uh, then I couldn't find jobs. I applied almost 200 CVs. And that was shocking to me because... I was never used to applying for jobs, and uh, I was headhunted in my engineering. And uh, uh, so then I one day just dawned upon me that maybe I should start creating jobs instead. And uh, just one thing led to another. And fast forward over five years, uh, we are a small team uh, in Malmo, Sweden, and uh, we have about 100 people uh, running a factory uh, in Pakistan. So, yeah, it's been uh, quite a journey. And uh, yeah, which I'm, of course, uh, proud of. What does paper towel actually mean? Uh, paper tail is actually uh, the story of a paper boy, uh, as I mentioned, that I personally ended up as a newspaper uh, worker myself uh, in the nights here in Sweden, uh, cold Sweden with minus 20 degrees, which was uh, <laughs> quite difficult for a guy from Pakistan. Uh, but uh, so I, I got my uh, the first uh, uh, 5,000 crowns, uh, which is per, perhaps like 500 pounds uh, as a tax money for, uh, uh, for the newspaper job. And that's how I started this company. I had one month to do the magic. So this has a personal uh, touch to it. Uh, but basically, if you look at the logo, it looks like uh, a SIM card and uh, also a newspaper turn. And uh, this has a, a connection with the future and also with my personal story. And uh, the paper tail rhymes with the paper trail, which basically is the traceability behind it. So, uh, yeah, that's the whole concept that is behind. Ah, it makes sense. I like it. Good. Nice. So it's very cold there in Sweden delivering papers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
fantastic. So you definitely know uh, um, what you're talking about, getting into the fashion industry, right? So, so what made you stumble upon this idea? What, what gave you this passion to start something? Because it takes a lot to go off on your own and, and, and build something. So tell me about that, that process. It's been uh, an evolution process. Uh, I've been uh, connected to the fashion industry for over uh, 15 years in one capacity or another. And uh, I've been uh, part of uh, uh, the production process where I was uh, as a, a production manager in Pakistan in one factory. And then I ended up in Sweden and started working for some uh, Scandinavian brands. Then I ended up as a buyer. So I could see the both sides of the industry uh, to quite in depth. And uh, I figured out that sustainability is, uh, frankly, it's kind of joke uh, within the industry. Because uh, what happens is uh, fashion industry is the second biggest polluter on earth. And uh, it's one of the most labor-intensive industries as well. So, uh, 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 but... Sustainability is, uh, has been used as greenwashing in most of the cases. Uh, I give an example, like the cheapest product you buy, like a T-shirt in the market, that is like $20. Uh, the highest brands are actually paying to the factories is just $1. And uh, then the, the demands are put for great working conditions. And, uh, you know, like all these sustainability uh, certificates uh, and the whole responsibility is put on the factories when they're not making even any money. So uh, everybody knows and factories are just signing the papers and they, it's rather easy to buy a certificate, frankly, and than just to implement a fraction of it. So uh, I, when I got into this, I was uh, honestly quite disturbed by it almost the whole time. Uh, I was losing customers all the time because uh, I couldn't lie. Uh, for example, if I say that I used organic cotton, uh, which is... Uh, uh, in some cases, three times of the normal cotton price, then I would deserve to be paid accordingly. But the problem was the brands want to put these things, but then they don't want to pay for it. Uh, I'll just give you a perspective. Uh, the whole world's organic cotton production is 0.7% only. But if you just look around and uh, you see in the market how many claims you find of organic cotton. And uh, I started thinking that how this is all happening in the daylight. And uh, consumers have no way of finding out, except they just see nice pictures of great factories. You know, it's all marketing stuff. So uh, then I started reading some studies and uh, I found out that consumers are willing to pay for sustainable products, but uh, they don't trust the system. And then came the idea that what if we can make something for consumers in a nice, easy and user-friendly way where they can see... Uh, what's happening down the line and uh, they can directly impact the system. Uh, and uh, this, that actually, I just wanted to fight against it, frankly, and uh, not just <laughs> give up. <laughs> so, yeah, that was it. If I heard you right, you're trying to provide transparency to the end consumer because at the moment, we're, as a consumer, we're just seeing the end product. We, we see it nicely packaged. And we're told that it was sustainably sourced or using organic cotton. And we are just, we have no real understanding that that is true, if those claims are right. So how, how are you providing this transparency? Are you, are you taking 
you know, you're flying consumers over to, to Pakistan and the factories to show them around. What are you doing? That, that's very interesting that you brought this up because uh, there's so many things about sustainability that even I don't understand it. And we expect consumers to be a lawyer's first to understand what is that trade, what is that certificate and that certificate, what, do, you know, what does that do? So that was the whole point that how can we simplify everything? Thanks for explaining a bit more about what Paper Tail means, you know, your story, where you come from. But I'm getting, I, I just want a simple answer on what it actually does. What, it, what is it? I would love to tell you, man. It's, it's too nerdy stuff, and I hope uh, I can uh, get the grasp of it <laughs> for, for everybody. Um, we have two major aspects of it. One is uh, uh, the, the worker side, the social, social aspect, and the other is uh, the environmental aspect. So what we have done is we have built up seven different things, uh, seven different uh, uh, technological solutions, including apps and also the supply chain networks and the, pay, uh, the blockchain network. So everything is authenticated on the blockchain, basically. All the information that you see in the system uh, that you, you don't have to go even on our network. You can go in any open blockchain network and see those transactions. So uh, uh, we have simplified it uh, in a way for average uh, consumer uh, to understand these things. But behind the scenes, it's actually quite complex uh, product uh, because uh, in some cases uh, we're using uh, authentication methods by buying and selling, you know, based on actual transactions. And in some cases, uh, for example, the worker's uh, uh, job uh, we are uh, logging their work automatically by uh, the use of these smart tags, which travels in the production process. So uh, it's hard to really grasp in, a, in an easy way all these seven things. Uh, I can just quickly uh, give you a tour that it's not like a, a meeting in, like in person, but it's like that feeling. For example, we have this uh, small uh, little tag. It's, uh, we call this paper tail smart tag. And uh, we have uh, launched a concept collection uh, to reach the consumers. And what happens is uh, you just uh, scan it here with your smartphone and it's NFC based. And that opens up this little app. Uh, maybe you can see it here. Uh, and let me just show you. So Bilal, you would have, as a consumer, um, I would have had to download the app of yours. Or yeah, is, yeah. It, is, is there advice and information on the j jumper or the T-shirt or the garment when, when I purchase it? That's the thing, because paper tail garments, uh, at the start, we, we have made our own uh, concept collection. So it's available only for the, our products. And you can see this uh, smart tag on every garment we have. And that opens up the door to you. And then you have to download this app. And what happens in this, you can uh, just see first the, the workers behind every product. That same particular product, it's not just like all, like some of the workers in a factory, but this is the whole process behind that automatically registers, logs uh, the, the work of the workers. And so what you do is here, you can see the basic worker profile, uh, which ensures that there is no child labor because there is an age, there are how many dependents they have. And uh, the cool thing is uh, we wanted to make it interactive. We wanted to give the feeling that it's like they're actually human beings working behind. 
So uh, you can even pay them the tip directly, which is all traceable. And uh, you can also crowdfund quality education uh, for the kids of the workers or the skill enhancement for the workers. Uh, this is, uh, we wanted to combine like a social experience with a, uh, with a shopping experience. So you are buying anyways these things, you know, maybe five or 10 crowns or uh, like, you know, 10 cents is nothing for you. But this can definitely change a lot of lives because good education has been the biggest problem. You won't believe that not in India, not even 1% of the workers have uh, uh, the written contracts. So uh, there are a lot of talks about uh, uh, these uh, living wages, but the, the first worry is that not even the basic minimum wages. Because uh, I, in my experience, uh, my gut feeling is that approximately 80% of the workers are not even registered. So uh, this, we wanted to create like a direct impact feeling. And that's the one part of it. And the second part is uh, about the environment. Uh, let me show you here. This is the environmental journey part where you can see the what cotton was picked, what method was used. Was it drip irrigation? Was it uh, flood irrigation? Because drip irrigation saves roughly 50% of the water. And uh, so based on this actual information, it calculates uh, uh, the, the CO2 emissions and it calculates the, the use of water in the whole process. So this information is all authenticated. And uh, by this, people can make uh, conscious choices on their own. Uh, they can decide if they want to buy this garment or this garment. That's our future that we, we're looking at. So fant fantastic. This all sounds all well and good, but so what stage are you at now and, and how are you actually able to implement this technology to garments uh, right now? We, we have a factory uh, in Pakistan where the technology uh, is being implemented. And uh, then we have made a concept collection, like I said before, uh, which is a... Uh, uh, like a basic line of clothing, which is everyday use. It's a hybrid of sportswear and formal wear. We have used the best materials, uh, like the best cotton in the world called Supima cotton, uh, which people are not using anymore because they want to cut the prices all the time. So uh, this is one of the most sustainable materials. So at first stage, we are planning to market it through our own uh, concept collection. And we're launching that on Kickstarter on 13th of November. And uh, the consumer will be uh, able to buy our first collection. And if they like this concept, then our plan is to implement in other brands who approach us. Uh, because uh, the whole uh, two years down the line, this whole development, we have kept one thing uh, in focus that this should be uh, usable in other supply chains, not only our customized supply chains. But that's the future we want to see. Uh, because, uh, I mean, considering the fashion industry first, uh, as the second biggest polluter. And uh, if we can tackle that, I mean, uh, then move on to the other industries. Uh, medicine. Uh, this traceability, this level of traceability is the need of the hour. And uh, yeah, that, that, that's our plans for the future. Hey guys, I wonder if you could just quickly review this podcast. It really helps us reach a wider audience. And with that, we get to scale our impact. Thanks again. Let's get back to it.
Fantastic. So I'll be able to go onto the Kickstarter campaign in uh, when it launches, which we'll provide a link to in the show notes, of course. Um, this will be on the 13th of November, 2019. So for the listeners out there listening in the future, <laughs> hopefully the uh, product will be available in the local stores and within your favorite fashion items. So can you tell me what are you up against right now? Where, where are you seeing the next hurdles that you need to, to navigate? Uh, th- this is a, a quite interesting question you brought up because uh, uh, our feeling is that, that maybe, it's, uh, maybe we are a little too early with our concept that we get from the market because uh, this level of transparency, uh, this will expose a lot of things. Uh, um, a lot of brands, uh, I can't name draw, but you know, it's very difficult for them to implement in their systems at the moment because this will, this is the real deal. And uh, so we feel that there might be some challenges in, uh, we might have some, uh, 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 we'll be discouraged by some, uh, not only brands, but maybe some charitable causes because we have one uh, function uh, where you don't need to buy anything. You can directly donate to the workers' kids. And uh, it all is transparent. But just look around all the charitable causes. Mostly, we are a bit skeptic that where all the, the funds end up. But in this case, you can directly trace that it, it actually you educated somebody. And uh, so we feel that maybe we already feel sometimes in uh, from uh, some close uh, circles that uh, the industry might be a bit uh, not very happy, let's say, <laughs> about yeah. our approach. So, I uh, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, they have their legacy supply chains in place. New yeah. tech will disrupt things anyway, but the fact that this technology is providing transparency to the end consumer of the leather of sustainability, what they're using, what they're actually p- potentially paying their workers could cause some. Um, some very unhappy people. I mean, this is the thing. It's very important to understand here that our approach is uh, not to take fights with anybody because we believe in finding a solution, and that's what we. That's the reason we call ourselves crazy idealists, and uh, well, in another way, paper tellers. But, uh, but because well, what I, what I mean is uh, that we want uh, to find a solution for everybody. Uh, for fashion industry, and if they are willing, uh, then uh, they can start an overhauling process. Because I can understand that it's a complex industry; it's very complex. And I mean, um, for any developing countries where today the whole most of the sourcing uh, happens, uh, roughly sixty percent exports are indirect. And nobody knows who are those factories, and uh, so to, it's going to be gradual change. So the, we believe that, but the right people would understand it, and they would like to. We hope they would like to embrace it, uh, but the people who are in it for only only the, the commercial gains and without the, uh, the regard for the people or the planet, then they would definitely be our uh, enemies. Uh, but we want to give this message that uh, we are in it for a solution. What does sustainability mean to you? That's a bit deep question. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm really delighted to answer that, actually, because uh, sustainability uh, in my world is all about caring uh, for others. 
be it environmental issues, be it uh, social issues. It's all about care. Because when we talk about sustainability, when we talk about uh, climate change, for example, we are caring for our next generations, basically. Because perhaps we are not living in that catastrophic times, but, uh, but we have to care about others. And the same goes with the, with the social aspect of it. Uh, like the workers. I mean, imagine we are today uh, living in a world where 80% of the world population lives in developing countries. We, we're just using them as slave labor, to be honest. Uh, I mean, uh, I was reading in one uh, data that today there are 36 million enslaved people and textile industry is one of the major contributors. And, uh, you know, not long ago, maybe a couple of years back, there was a big factory fire in Bangladesh and more than 1,000 people lost their lives just making clothes. And uh, they had all the nice certificates. So uh, I believe the sustainability goes very deep for me. That it's kind of for for uh, for me and for for the team we have piled up really great people. Uh, it goes deeper. That if we care for others, uh, it goes deeper. Like when I started thinking of giving jobs, things started changing for me. Frankly, that's how the name comes. Uh, this uh, uh, I ended up as a laborer myself, and I couldn't find jobs in Sweden. I started delivering newspaper in the nights. And that was a very dark time for me uh, because I was highly educated. And uh, so when I started caring for others, things started changing uh, for me as well in a good way. And that's the message I, I want to spread. And uh, that's so sustainability goes deeper, actually, in, in, in my world, uh, in a sense. No, that's that's. That's lovely, Bilal. Thank you for that. And uh, it's one of the questions that I'm going to be asking all of our uh, guests on the show. So it'd be very good to kind of bring that all together and see how that plays out as we go through. But um, so you're, you're saying caring for others is, is, is a major part of sustainability here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so with that being said, is there, is there anyone that you admire or look up to either in the fashion industry or not that's, that's doing really good things for sustainability and climate change? Uh, I, I have read a book about Yvonne, uh, the, this, uh, the founder of uh, Patagonia, that's uh, the American brand, uh, who is uh, quite on the forefront of sustainability. And uh, I was quite impressed that uh, their drive seems to be genuine. And uh, uh, I look up to them. And uh, um, I think they're, they're doing a lot of things about that. And uh, maybe at some point we partner up with them. Or we don't know. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, that, that's uh, I see is one of the the, the good guys, and uh, probably there are many uh, which I haven't discovered yet. Uh, but uh, a lot of people are contacting us, and uh, which is very nice. So yeah, could you help us understand or tell us about your favorite recent find of a product, a sustainable product that you really love? Not not your own, of course, but. <laughs> My sustainable product, I again, it goes back to the same uh, Patagonia, actually, because uh, in a way that inspired me to develop this as well, where I found uh, one T-shirt, uh, which was uh, using recycled uh, polyester, and uh, there was some data uh, on the printed on the T-shirt at the neck, which got us inspiration uh, to build up our environmental calculator part, frankly. And uh, so uh, I like the approach, uh, educating. Uh, the consumers and uh, uh, 
yeah, it's it's uh, that's probably would take the top and uh, in in my world. You you might have noticed that I'm a little skeptic of uh, other products <laughs> because uh, yeah, I I see that uh, you you have to know more when you start buying uh, sustainability claims. Yes, so. certainly. You can you can get yourself tied up in the tiny elements of the product, especially. I often find myself trying to make conscious buying decisions, and it's tough. You know, as a as a consumer, even someone that's worked within the sustainability industry, fashion industry for the last six years, um, you don't have all the answers. And, and it's also sustainable, truly sustainable, impactful products aren't attainable to the everyday person. So um, it is tough. Hopefully, by people like yourself and your team doing fantastic things. Uh, the world will start to become a, a better, easier, and more understandable place for us to make better decisions. What's one small change that our listeners can start to do immediately that will have a positive impact on the, pl- on the planet? Uh, I think, like you said, it's a bit hard, but that's a really good start, uh, that to start asking the right questions, uh, because uh, uh, that's what will bring the real change. Uh, whatever the brands we like, uh, we just dig down more, uh, push them to sustain. And uh, it's tough for them. Uh, we need to help them as well. Uh, but uh, the more we ask questions, uh, the quicker we'll see a better world. Uh, yeah. So I think that I would like to, to tell that to my listeners that uh, that's the way forward in my view. Guys, you heard it here. Ask questions that's the only way you're going to be able to discover and that's the only way that brands are going to know that you care is by asking the questions don't be afraid but look i really thank you for your time um is there anything else you want to add yeah just uh, support us uh, uh, please uh, uh, spread the world uh, join us at kickstarter on 13th of november it's uh, like uh, four in the afternoon in uh, uh, european time and uh, yeah that's my message thank you so much uh, thank for, you Bilal. Uh, thank you for coming through uh, thank you for your time so that was the very very friendly Bilal from PaperTel, the app that's giving consumers transparency on where their fashion items are coming from and how they were made and their environmental impact all logged via smart contracts on the blockchain Incredible stuff. Uh, please click and support them via their Kickstarter campaign. You'll also get a lovely paper towel garment um, for your support. And you'll be one of the first people to really start a movement in making sure that we're doing better things for the world and our friends and family. So I've been your host, Jana. This has been the Kindco Sustainability Podcast. And we exist to help you make better buying decisions please can you leave us a review share anything you've learned from today and i look forward to seeing you soon bye bye